Hello and welcome to the Fearless Ones podcast, where we build fearless people who create and lead a fearless generation. Matt Ham, that is Kevin Adams. What is happening, everybody? Happy Friday, Kevo. Hey, hey, happy Friday. Seems like we need some music or something. We do. I know. You know, we 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 had the old intro music uh, back in the day. That uh, we need some new music now. Maybe we should dub like I don't know Michael Jackson Thriller or something in there, or get some Guns and Roses or some some U two or something. Man, we have to buy a track. <laughs> well, even even some elevator music would. <laughs> you said I was just thinking of something simple. We don't need no no track music. Just a jingle, you know. Yeah. Or do the roar, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's right. We need to have our own. We'll, we'll have our own theme song for too long, right? Yeah. Well, we we are we're coming from the from the bottom up, and uh, and uh, so. But I just think it's funny. Yeah. Happy Friday. It's a great day. It's beautiful here. Yes. Uh, I'm looking out my window, and it's just wonderful. It, it's it's you know, there's that interesting part of beginning of fall that's just like spring mm-hmm. if you walk outside right now you can't really tell the difference i mean you kind of you know you know the difference but uh so it's really pretty and uh hope uh it seems like you're on the mend and after oh. a really good uh week yeah we did have a great week man just to mention to our listeners and and of course there were many who joined us here this week for our fearless dinner and the launch of uh, our hot sauce and uh, had a great turnout on Wednesday night. That was awesome. Um, for those who weren't able to make it or aren't local, local, but still watch the show, you know, we've got a new product line out with our hot sauce and uh, certainly want people to be able to try it, use it, tell the story mm-hmm. about it. It's just exciting stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's super good. Or <laughs> Did you finally get some? Did you? I did. I did. Well, see, it was funny because the whole event, like I didn't even eat before I was doing the presentation. And so afterwards I'm over by the bar, just dumping it on chips and just <laughs> trying like it. it. It's so good, man. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's distinct. And, uh, you could tell, you could tell he, this guy, he think he knows what he's doing. It's just cool to see it manifest in the yeah. in the way you know God's gift. And but anyway, yeah, we got hot sauce and uh, coffee and chocolate and gift boxes. And uh, we're going real slow with this. We're doing it by special edition and batches. And you know, it's kind of fundraiser material. And we're going real slow. We're not trying to blow it out. What we're trying to do is help people understand that when you let God give birth to something in you it can't fail and um it's meant to come out and uh you know i think a lot of legalistic people have problems with that but uh you know they can go do their thing and we'll do ours and but we're excited it was a good turnout and uh man just just some really tender-hearted people we have around us to this morning's text was those were the people you know the blood-bought family amen uh, I was really just, I was just blown away by, by it. So also, by the way, before we get into the title, um, I got to say, man, I had not slept the night before, uh, which, you know, and, uh, and I, I haven't done that for a while. <laughs> yeah, that was like days. old Kevin. 
<laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm too I'm too old for that. I am I am young and healthy for 56, but <laughs> too old for that. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, too smart for that. Guys. There you go, amen. <laughs> but I I went into that thing with I hadn't had sleep in 48 hours, and I hadn't had food in about the same amount of time, and that was it wasn't necessarily on purpose. And then I had a couple of, you know, <laughs> a couple of people got me a, a wave break, a good IPA. Well, you know, one of them was you and I shared, and, and then uh, <laughs> and somebody bought me another one. So I started meeting new people, and I'm like, just laying it down. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my gosh. I thought back about some of the new folks we saw there. I'm thinking, you know, this is this might not be the best version of me. <laughs> this is no sleep, no food, not drunk or anything, but just, you know, I'm like laying it down. Like, you know, we're lions. <laughs> so, anyway. That's a good version of Kevin, man. That's a good version of Kevin. Well, no, it was, it was relaxed, but it was, it fun. was, man. It was really great to see some new faces too, along with our kind of core community. And yeah. it just is a testimony. You know, I had a thought the other day, Kevin. I'll, I'll share this before we jump into today's yeah. title. But, um, you know, we we have a great story. Not a great story, but a sad story, really. But it's just a reality of, of, of a local church here. Um, you know, and their, their primary focus for a season was raising money for a sign. Um, and, 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 again, the heartbeat is... Um, you know, we we want to we want to attract people. We want to tell people where we are. That's kind of the you know the 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 nomenclature there, the language around it. But it was funny. I was like, man, you know what? Um, if if the power and presence of God showed up at a place, would there need mm-hmm. to be a sign? You know, like the, the, the Jesus's reputation went ahead of him and they were waiting on him when he came. Right. There wasn't a sign that Jesus is here this Friday. You know, like <laughs> it wasn't this thing. Yeah. And it was just wild for us because I thought about that with our event this week. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. like people were just right. coming. You know, people were curious. People were hungry. Yeah. People were ready to see. And so I think there's a good paradigm shift happening mm-hmm. of people. Um, people are hungry for something fresh. People are hungry for the power and presence of God lived out. People are hungry for community. They're hungry for authenticity. And, mm-hmm. and we're providing that in a profound way. And that's just super exciting to see. Yeah. Well, look, you know, I, I only thing I have to offer is just to be genuine. And uh, I know that's part of something God's done for me. And and you have the same kind of heart. And I think that people see that. And, you know, we we're, we're just trying to set the example. We're not trying to, to do anything uh, super high end. We're just taking it. We're taking God at face value and at his word. And the world is so different now that uh, very few people actually follow that or even know what it means. So we're trying to reset everything. And that doesn't start with buildings. You know, Jesus didn't build any buildings. He didn't say to build any, you know, it's just, it's just funny. I mean, there's no church buildings in scripture, Um, which, uh, you know, and I know there's the, 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 you know, the, uh, synagogues and all that but that's there's a lot to all that but but uh, the point is is that there's no bible in the bible i mean you know there's yeah. so much that we just look at now that are kind of almost institutional things right but let's go ahead and get into the into the why the title um and then we can come circle back through that but that is a great uh picture so thanks for 
yeah. sharing it. So the title is, uh, do you want to be good to God? Now I have to put the emphasis on the word to, or do you want to be good to God? So what are we used to? Let's, let's flip that a little bit. I mean, anybody that sees that is going to go, okay, well, you know, that might be kind of corny sounding, but what's the, uh, what are we used to trying to do? Uh, and I may not, I tend to jump way out there. <laughs> There's not enough breadcrumbs. So uh, just to, what, what we're used to trying to be good, but it's not to God, is it? Right. Yeah, it's for God, I guess. It's, yes, exactly. That's yeah. right. You you got it. So so what's the difference? You know, and that that's kind of where we want to go is, is, you know, God's been good to you, to us, to, to any of us. And we, that's where he is. He wants to draw us into his goodness. Mm-hmm. And that's where you have relationship. That's where eternity is. God's good. So it, it, that's the, the role that we play is to help people just see that, to see it. So we have to live it so they see it in us and then they'll want it. Right. So but what does it mean to give back? What does it mean to, without it turning into all these other things, what does it mean to actually be good to God? And first of all, the question is, do you want to? Mm. And I think when most people start answering that, they think, well, I want to be good for him. I want to be good for him. I want to be good for him. Like, you know, it's almost like I'm going to be a pet. <laughs> and, and and to me, the, you know, at some level of maturity, that's, that's important because you do want to, you want to please him. But when you please him, you you get into a maturity and uh, and you want to be good back to him. So mm. think about it when you're a little kid versus when you grow up. How do you want to treat your folks? You know, you want to be good to them. Mm-hmm. Right. Not, not you don't need to be good for them. Well, there's a to earn it. Yeah, there's an element of being good for someone where you're just simply trying to obey, and it, and it's right. this willpower. Uh, it's it's this willpower element. You know, I'm doing this or I'm doing that, and instead of just the heart perspective, you know. Right. And, and and again, I, I immediately think about Mary and Martha. I know we've used that scenario a lot of times. You know, yeah. Um, you know, Martha was trying to be good for Jesus. You know, because he's in the room, we got to serve right. him. You know. And Mary was being good to him. She was just sitting right. there. So that's a good contrast. Right. I know we've used that before. But um, but yeah, I know you have a ton of thoughts. So let's start to unpack them. Yeah, well, so so that that's the question to ask. And then, you know, you can take that in a lot of directions. So what does it mean? I mean, hopefully anyone who's listening will understand and, and say, you know, that's, that's good. That's a good idea. I want to be good to God. Mm. And what it does is it, it empowers you you have a role to play. And instead of just being, you know, like a, a good Christian or a, a pet or, a, you know, you're not, you're, you're part of uh, who he is. He made you, he put you here for good works. Uh, and those good works start to look like things that are very specific, you know? So um, all of that requires a mature, a maturing to a place where you, you say, I want to be good to God. And you want to you want to you want to think of it that way. So so we're just setting the stage, and so so let's look at one example of what that looks like, and, and walk it all the way out. 
what does it look like to be good to God, to to please Him, to honor Him, and you know what is this mature adult version mm. of, of of Christianity look like versus you know just doing everything the right way and good behavior and making sure you don't cuss people out in traffic, <laughs> <laughs> which I still do. <laughs> Hopefully not very often, but I do sometimes. Anyway, um, so, so, you know, just setting the, showing the difference there, I think is something that will be a good, a good challenge and catalyst for people. So what does it look like to be good to God? Um, you know, so let's go to that place of uh, what, what's the best thing we can do or be? Um, what is the most honoring and pleasing thing to God? So, you know, jump in there and uh, what's your thought on it? Of course, I got tons of notes. So, yeah, but, uh, um, you know, it's <clears throat> as I have a um, couple, couple things real quick. Um, I had this thought the other day um, about spiritual milk. Right. You know, we talk about the milk of the word versus the meat. We're, we're all about meat going deeper. And I just had this kind of thought that right. spiritual milk spoils. That milk is only good for a season of time and it spoils, right? And and the mm-hmm. spiritual milk is always there, right? But but I think that there's this thing that mm-hmm. if for people to go deeper, um, they have to recognize that the spiritual milk, if they stay on it, it spoils mm-hmm. in time. And so this is a meaty thought, right? This is a deeper thought. Um, yeah. And and for me, you know, having kind of come up in uh, Christian culture, church culture, et cetera, and then getting to a place where, you know, I'm living that out by my own efforts and then meeting you and, and navigating this and now starting to walk with people and myself being matured in the season. The most honoring and pleasing thing to God, I mean, to me is it has to be um, becoming who he made you to be. Like if he made you with an intention and purpose, then the most honoring thing is to become that thing that you were made for. Um, mm-hmm. I remember an old show, Kevin used to talk about how like manly culture in the South is like, show them what you're made of, you know, and it's all about like made of and you, you challenged, you said, show them what you're made for. Mm-hmm. Like that's the deeper thing that's honoring to God. So that's where my mind is when you ask that question. Yeah. Well, I think, I think I, I would agree a hundred percent because uh, most people don't uh, go to that place. Uh, either they're too busy or, but listen, we're coming into a season, and if you can't see it yet, you're going to see it. Um, but we're coming into a season where the sun's about to pop up, new, you know, landscape, and uh, the world's changing. And, you know, it, it, you, you don't be afraid of nuclear wars. You know, you hear all this stuff. Do not go there. It's not happening. Okay. I'm just saying that. I'm telling, I'm just saying, look, whatever you hear, whatever you have heard, it's all fear. It's all tactics by the enemy, you know, whatever it is. So let's just start right there. The reason what you said is important is because you're going to be called into action. It is needed. Who you are is needed. That's the season we're going into. Okay. And I'm not saying it from, from any high minded place. I'm saying it because I just know it and I've been prepared for it. So, you know, we're going to get on with it, but we're, we're hoping some people will be encouraged by it because the greatest thing you, the most satisfying thing you can ever do is to become who you are. But before that can happen, let's just go a little wider 
and answer that question. It's in conjunction with it. I think that the, it's a simpler answer, but it, it doesn't change anything you just said, um, because, I mean, that is what we teach. And uh, that's kind of like the apple on the tree. This is kind of like the seed of it. OK, so what is the best thing we can do or be, or be is to believe. Yeah, faith. Yeah, that, that's it. That's the foundation, right? So to believe, the best thing we can do is to believe. The best thing we can be is a believer, a true believer. You know, I can call a car out there that's maroon, and I can say, that's red. It doesn't make it red. It's not red. It's maroon. You know, it has, it has some red and blue in it or whatever. So just calling yourself a believer um, that's not, that's not going to cut it. Mm. All right. So, so you have to do and be both. And, uh, but you have to understand what that is, but that's the bottom line. Only believe that's what that right there more than anything else, uh, is, is what, uh, honors and pleases God. Believe. Right. right. Agreed. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, that's that's that definition, right? Without faith, it's impossible to please Him, right? So, right. faith that's is right. the only thing that can please Him. And yeah. and I love the I love the distinguish um, when you distinguish the difference between calling yourself a believer and actually believing. Yeah. Um, right. You know, and and that it's often uh, I don't know why I have a picture of. Uh, I have a picture of somebody who's in the, in the service, in the armed services, or, you know, in the, and, you know, you're in the armed services if you wear the uniform and all that kind of stuff, but there's something about being on a battlefield or being in, and you know, you, you can't train for that. You can only like go through it. Right. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of times when people's faith gets tested, that's actually what is forging that belief in them, you know? And so there's many people who call themselves a believer, wear the uniform, but if they're not right. willing to be tested, if they're not willing to go through the difficulty, the trial, then their faith cannot have substance and therefore right. their faith is not acted upon. It's not lived out. And so it's, it's the same as a guy mm -hmm. who's gone through the flight simulator. Again, another example we use the guy who uses a flight simulator versus a guy who's actually flying a real aircraft, you know? Right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So, so the, we, to carry that thought out though, um, and look, you, you know me, I love to go way around the mountain and the ranges and all that, but you get the whole landscape. Uh, but just to, to keep it as, as simple as possible and have a thread. So we, we need to look at, if we say the foundation is belief, you know, and, and really hold on to that idea of belief, we have to kind of work through that a little bit um, because people uh, typically uh, just say, yeah, it's a red car, right? believe i believe in god do mm. you actually believe god i mean do you what is that how does that look like how does it feel that's the thing that, that we're disciple disciple making i would say discipling people and being a disciple really starts to to take hold um so so we do have to look at that so uh let's see what i, I wrote something down here i can't even read my writing so how does that take shape? Okay. Um, if you look at, um, trying to, I'm trying to find the, the next little thing. I probably just need to keep, keep going from my 
just heart instead of looking at this but so what what does that we've got plenty of scriptural examples and and we always want to default to that um but it's it's good to talk about it you know in metaphors as well because it creates pictures that you can hold on to but um if you look at uh one of the things uh, well let me take an example of of where someone might have a struggle you know it, it taking the word belief and then narrowing it down to an action or a thing. Uh, and, 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 you know, people go, Oh, well, that's where I start losing, losing it. You know, right. that, that this is where it gets weird for me. Um, dreaming. Uh, what does that mean? And, you know, there's a, there's plenty of dreaming in scripture, but uh, the, the question might be, well, I don't see in there where God says to dream. And you tell people all the time to dream. So, you know, I would start by saying, okay, so God's telling you not to dream. How does that feel? Mm. Do not dream. Don't do it. Does <laughs> that feel like it's from God? <laughs> now, no. that's just me. You know, that's just a little Kevo <laughs> dart. It, it's amazing because it feel it, when you really go to that place, if people say, well, I'm uncomfortable with the idea of dreaming. Where does God tell you to dream? And you turn the tables and say, don't dream. That's right. That feels like a, that feels like a, uh, an imposition uh, uh, of a of, of a father who's not good. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like you're you're not you don't have the freedom to do this. <laughs> I mean right. that it's insane to think that way when people slow down and actually let that sink in. Yeah, that's right. And look, that word gets thrown around a lot. There's there's all kind, of, and we don't need to get too deep into it because it's so much. But there's all kinds of warnings and dreams, especially in the Old Testament. But what we're talking about is not just that. We're not really talking about, you know, that, that, that stuff where God warns people and all that. I mean, you certainly could put that in there. What we're talking about is kind of a, a different type of dreaming. It's a word, okay? So I want to look at through some words uh, and really talk about the problems that people have with them because they don't go deeper. They just throw it out there. It becomes a legalistic thing. And they, and they don't really... Um, dig into it because the enemy uses that to stop them mm. and uh you know it, this is we want to have fear of the lord and reverence and, and love him but but you know the old testament to the new one of the big big things that changes is he goes from the almighty to father there's mm. relationship you know jesus did that and i'm not saying uh, it's not mentioned once or twice in the old testament but the theme is creator, almighty, you know, the, the Lord thy God. But right now, through Jesus, we have family. We have relations. You know, it, it's deep. It's intimate. It's friends. It's, it's all of that. It's spouse, marriage. That is our relationship with him. All right. So it, it, it doesn't, we need to help. The, the thing that God wants is to draw us into his goodness. Man, and when you get a hold of that and a taste of it, all fear goes away and you're free. And that's when things start to really change. And but the but so so going back to this idea of what are some of these words that people struggle with? Dream is one of them. All right. So I can sit there and, and do a laundry list, but but just to use a couple of things just to prove yeah. <laughs> if you want it. A lot of things in scripture require inference. And when you have enough evidence and enough 
circumstantial and enough illustrations of it, even if those words are not exactly there, you have what is called a necessary inference. You, you can't, you know, circle around uh, the apple tree 20 times and just because it doesn't have a sign that says an apple tree, you still have to know that is an apple tree. Okay, so, so there's a lot of that kind of stuff in scripture. This is why it requires wisdom and it requires spending time with God in his word and he will illuminate this. So just because it doesn't say stuff in there doesn't mean it isn't there. Here's a, mm -hmm. here's a simple example. If you're going to church and you have carpet and air conditioning and, you know, a pew and uh, a pulpit and all that, listen, that none of that's in there. So stop using it, put a tunic on and go walk around in the sand because that's what they did. Now, yes, they had Jewish temple, synagogue, that kind of thing. But Jesus didn't build any of those things, didn't tell us to, didn't mm. start anything like that, all right? He did speak in them, but uh, so, so I just wanna clarify. So, but the kind of dreaming I wanna talk about is where you, you press into God with a childlike heart. Now, here's a good, example in the new testament um i think i had it open here i don't think i still have it but uh let me put my glasses on this is a real uh interesting one uh where it's uh it's matthew 1 20 through 23 while joseph thought about these things an angel of the lord came to him in a dream the angel said joseph descendant of david don't be afraid to take mary as your wife because the baby in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son and you will name him Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. All this happened to bring about what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will be pregnant. She will have a son and they will name him Emmanuel, which means God with us. Now that right there is not a warning. That is casting a vision. That is God speaking to a human to say, this is what this means and you're part of it and i want you to step in and carry it out mm -hmm. so so there's a, that's a precedent now you know it's, it's very biblical and all that but the pathway for this uh it matters if we are believing god so let's go back to the word believe <clears throat> what shape does that take what does it mean for you to say i believe god you know, and that this is where a lot of people get lost because they're just reading paper and ink. They don't understand. And so, again, well, I, do you, you want to be good to God? That's the context. So this yes. is part of how you can do this and honor and please him. All right, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say to think about Joseph himself, like in the scripture, it says that Joseph had resolved to divorce her quietly. Like he had already right. said, all right, well, this woman's been sleeping around. Obviously she's pregnant yeah. by somebody else. And so yeah. I'm not going to make a mockery of her. I'm going to divorce right. her. That's where he was. That's so right. he was in a place where he had already kind of made up his mind about what he was going to do. And then he has this vision, right? This angel, he says, no, marry the woman because she's pregnant with God's kid. I mean, that's a pretty wild thing, right? So Joseph right. is faced with the decision. And so Joseph believes the picture that God showed him or That's he right. goes back to his own understanding. That's and right. so we see him setting precedents of going, no, I'm going to follow the thing that I've seen and I'm going to have faith and I'm going to put action behind it. I'm not going to divorce the woman. 
And mm -hmm. there you go. That's right. That's right. Uh, so what we have is the difference between childish and childlike. Come to me like little children, right? Jesus said that. So what is he saying? Is he saying, come to me like a little brat? We want our children, we know that they can be bratty and selfish, but they grow out of that. We expect that. But what, what we don't want them to grow out of is that childlike heart. In fact, we can learn from them and be reminded. So, so that's the thing, right? We need to lose the childish stuff and not the childlike stuff. So the difference would be a couple of examples. A childish uh, is a bad expectation. A childish, there's no vision, right? What happens when there's no vision? People this is scripture. Yes, exactly. So uh, Joseph had a vision. It, it can be called a dream, but a dream points to a vision. A dream right. happens, and then a vision is created, and then you walk around with this. You know, it's like if I say, hey, Matt, uh, orange peel, close your eyes. Can you smell it? You know, I mean, if you're not sick, but, but can you go there in your mind? Can you remember what it smells like? Can you see? Can you remember what it tastes like? I'm sure you've tasted an orange peel, right? Not a good taste. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I ate but an orange you, yesterday. <laughs> okay, there you go. But you can smell it. You can taste it. You can feel it. You can, you can feel the texture of it. All of that. Where does that exist? There's no orange in front of you. Where does it exist? Hmm. So don't dream. Don't use your imagination. Throw it away because it's evil, because it's not in there. Hmm. You, you see, this is starting to sound weird. Yeah, yeah. So what's not weird is Joseph got a vision, a dream. He had a vision. That happened. God confirmed it. Now, you call, let's come over to Acts for a second. You know where I'm going, I hope. I, th I think so. <laughs> and it shall be in the last days, which we are in. That doesn't mm. mean Jesus is coming back tonight. could be a thousand <laughs> years. So don't go there. I'm not doing that. But we are in that season. I believe that. Yeah. That could be hundreds of years. It, who knows? It, let's just let, leave that alone. And in the last days... Uh, that that I will pour out my spirit upon all mankind and your sons and daughters shall prophesy and your young men shall see divinely prompted visions. That's uh, amplified. And guess what? Your old men shall dream dreams, divinely prompted dreams. So, you know, maybe I'm the old guy and I'm the one dreaming the dreams and <laughs> people don't want to do it. This, this is not, I don't think, I don't take this literally as far as ages and people that's like saying man equals just men it mankind this is about the body people okay mm -hmm. now we could debate that but you know there's all kind of things in scripture that would contradict that if you did that so what what he what he's showing is a sampling of what's coming god's spirit in other words is going to bring about i'm not talking about people standing on a corner going i'm a prophet I'm talking about the prophetic, all right? Mm -hmm. It gets real icky you start using that language, though, because then you start turning into thinking you're something. It's just weird, right? So what isn't is actually living it out, watching, listening, having that intimacy with God. And when he speaks to you, you know it. 
Yes. And he confirms it and he confirms it and he confirms it. We don't need a label on it. We just need to go be that, right? Okay. Jesus didn't have a, a t-shirt on it that said, I'm savior. <laughs> right? I mean, let's go there. But but anyway, this, so acts, dreams are a thing. Yes. And I'm not talking about the old warnings. This is from the Holy Spirit. Yes. And this is for vision, which you if you do not have, you got no plans, no goals, no nothing. Don't dream. Just go hang out and eat and watch TV and die. What's that? What good is that going to do, right? Yeah. So we know through necessary inference, just by taking a tiny bit of scripture. Yeah. God wants us to dream. And even the Kevin version or, or our version of it, whatever, it's praying, it's communication, right? So I want to talk more about it, but but I just wanted to set that stage and jump in. You know, you got something where, to say. Yeah, where is that in Acts? <clears throat> I mean, I know, I know. Oh, it's I'm sorry. Quoting, it's quoting it's 217. 217. Two, 217, yeah. Yeah, he's quoting he's quoting the book of Joel, the prophet Joel, but this is at Pentecost and, and Peter. I just wanted to bring that in. Yeah. And yeah, so you've got you've got Peter here um, prophesying, right. Uh, of these last days when the spirit of God is poured out on mankind mm -hmm. to dream and have vision, right. right. That aligns with the purposes of God in the earth. And it's so interesting just to say that and confirm is like you said that that's the season that we're in. Yes. We are in the season where the spirit of God is being poured out in a fresh new wine, new wineskin thing on his people. And right. he's inviting them to dream with him. He's inviting yes. them to be in that kind of relational space where he starts to show them and unfold the plans he has right for his people right. to come into alignment with. And, <clears throat> you know, it's, uh, it's, just sitting with that, like, it's so, it, I'm glad you said what you said, Kevin, because like many in the charismatic movement have hijacked this idea of prophecy and, you know, words of knowledge. And it's all about like this thing of deliverance for a moment. And it's not about honoring, you know, the Lord and what he's doing in this season. Right. It's, it, and so I think it's so important for people to move beyond the hoodoo of it all to get to the place where they understand um, what God's actually doing in this. Yeah, it's as simple as Jesus in a tunic. I mean, it, it we've complicated it. And that's why we don't need more buildings. We don't need, you know, all of that. And yes, we are beyond that. Or It doesn't mean better than anybody. It doesn't mean don't go and congregate. You know, I'm so tired of these stupid caveats and disclaimers. I'm just going to be done with it too. But, but yeah, you know, we're not here to beat anybody up. We're here to say, where is God taking his people? And it is pure. Yeah. I know that's that's one thing that, that when, when I talk to people, there's a real stillness and there's a purity in it. Mm -hmm. And it's just a pure heart. And, uh, you know, I'm not saying I have a pure heart. I, I, I'm just saying that I, I just feel it, you know, and, and I think people notice it. And so it's that simple. And that's what we're bringing. But that means... This is the adventure of Christianity without all the it's stripped down. And it, you know, it's like just a good meal. It's really yeah. good. You don't have to have a fancy tablecloth and, you know, a decorated auditorium. So anyway, um, to get on with it, uh, and there's a lot to this. So we'll just keep going until we knock it out. Um, it's really important. Um, but so go back to the idea of childish 
you know, we, we're talking about belief. Believing God is the first best way to honor him. But you've got to look at what does that mean? How does that manifest itself in your life? You can't just say it, right? We already went through that. So then there's this version of belief, uh, this childish, you know, that really only goes five feet and falls off a cliff. Yeah, it's, Peter, it's Peter's first attempt out of the boat. Yeah, 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 that's right. So if it's you. <clears throat> so so it's it it's expecting God to what the how and the when. Hmm. You cannot harness how and when with God. And you gotta learn that lesson early on if you want to grow up and have a steak instead of just a glass of milk. You have to savor it. Okay, so childish is a bad expectation. Child like is having a, an expectation of good okay childish brat selfish when is this going to be over when are we going to get there come on the other kids in the back seat going when are we going to get there i'm so excited saying the same words different heart childlike expects good childish expects bad at some point and is impatient, is locked in their head. And that's not, that does not honor God at all. All right. Now, God gives us grace and a window. But if you're still doing that, you know, beyond being a kid, it's time to grow up, right? Yeah. All right. So, so that's the difference. Now, here's some examples in scripture that fit those. Okay. I mean, you know, we use Mary and, uh, Zechariah, you know, John the Baptist dad, that shows the difference. But, but here's another one. Childish expectation of bad, Ananias and Sapphira. Mm. Boom. Betting against God, hedging their bets. And, you know, <laughs> it didn't, didn't end well for them, right? That's, the, that's where childish goes. It's not God-honoring, okay? Childlike. Centurion, we've been talking about him lately. Mm -hmm. Centurion, I've not seen faith in all of Israel. Centurion expected God to be good. So that right there, that's the heart of a child. A child expects their parents to be good. A, 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 a heart of a child, you know, that, that childlike. Uh, let me give you an example. Uh, Hunter and took his son surfing the other day and it was kind of a little bit you know uh bigger out and uh it was it was safe and all that but you know he said a, a, a set came in and it was, it was pretty tough because he was kind of in that spot where you know his little kiddo was going to get knocked around by the wave and he just said you know stay calm but you better believe that young man and i don't remember exactly how old he is you know maybe 10 10 11 and he looked at his dad and he trusted him he believed what his dad said he trusted him he didn't have to go try to run a company he didn't need to create and build a jet he's just a kid but he expects his dad his his father earthly father to be good to him so when his dad says do not panic this wave's going to come you're going to be all right and he did and he's fine right mm -hmm. so that's child like that's the centurion. You just say the word, Jesus, and it's done. How many people are walking around like that? Well, people are afraid to be like that, aren't they? Mm -hmm. 
Well, yeah. I don't want to, my, my will, your will. I don't, you know, I don't want to step in. You're going down a childish path. Mm-hmm. It's not honoring to God. Right. So, so that's the, that's the, you know, there's no vision in that. And guess what happens? You perish. This is not me. This is what scripture teaches. So Ananias and Sapphira had no vision and they perished, right? And they perished in a bad way. Yeah. <laughs> go, go check them out. Uh, but uh, the centurion was blessed. And, and I, you know, we don't know what happened with that guy, but it was got to be good. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. he's got the faith of all of Israel. So that's where we need to be. Going back to how do you be good to God instead of trying so hard to be good for him? You got to believe. What does believe look like? You got to dream. You got to you've got to have a vision. And it's it's not. OK, let, let's analyze this a little bit and just just hang in there because there's a lot to this. And it's, I hope people will listen through it because it's really worth it. If you take the one of the things I, I have to work through with people is or words and redefining them to, to really describe them more deeply. And it's why I go very slow and I talk so much. It's not meant to bore you. You know, I don't want to bore you. I'd rather go surfing, <laughs> but, uh, but it, it, it's necessary. Okay. So people hate to be taught, but they love to learn. So you have to challenge them and draw them to it. And if you throw it all out there, it, it doesn't, it's just like spoon feeding and, and that doesn't value people. All right. So if I say to somebody, listen, got to listen, learn how to listen to God. What they do is they go, huh? All right. So they treat it like I'm going to sit on, uh, sit on a log, you know, like mm-hmm. a bump on a log. I'm going to wait till I hear from him. I'm going to do it. I'm listening. That's not what I'm saying. That's not what it means. Okay. And then you go to the other side of this and say, well, dream with God. And they go, yeah, but that's that's just me trying to conjure up some crap. It's not that's not what I'm saying. Dreaming and listening are linked together. Mm. It's pressing in. It's pressing into God saying, I know you've got the answer. I know you're good. No, how do I know that? Because the word says, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be done for you. Is God a liar? If you think he is, then you're not going to believe that verse. So you got to deal with that. I've dealt with it. And I'm telling you, it's true. So so the, the only thing left is how do you view this and how do you step into it without trying to rationalize it or say, well, it's metaphorical or allegorical. No, it's real. It's real. So it's the how and the when, right? You got to let go of that stuff. That is all him. But you can harness his goodness. You can stand on it. You can take great confidence in it from a conviction of my God is good. He's going to be good to me and he's going to give me what I'm asking for because his word says it. Yeah. Or it'll be better. So God's going to be good to you. And you start expecting that. That's where you start getting into real belief that honors God. You're not a beggar anymore. Now you're a believer. And guess what? You're going to start dreaming. Because you're going to start pushing into, why did you put me here? I'm ready to go. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And he does. And, and we see does. the evidence of it everywhere. Sorry. Right. You know, Kev, one of the things that helped me break through this in my own life a number of years ago, <clears throat> kind of started the journey for me to start thinking like this. 
<clears throat> was King David. Um, and I think it's in Chronicles. Um, but, but King David prays, do as you promised that your name would be made great. That's right. And, yeah. and like the, like sitting with the profoundity like of that statement was like David said, you said it, yep. your reputation's on the line. So you do it. That's so right. That your name could be made great. And I started thinking to myself back then, and this was kind of before I was leaving, you know, Farm Bureau, before we were, <clears throat> you know, fully into the endeavor that we're into now. It was that thing. It was like, God, you know what I mean? Like, do what you said you're going to do. And, and, and this is for right. you. And, yep. and so it was, it was a, it was a, um, it was a thing that, that if his reputation's on the line, it's, it's like you said, if he built it, he gets to maintain it. Right. But if we build it, we have to maintain it. That's and right. so that was a, that was a really profound moment for me to tie that into scripture, to start thinking this way with that kind of expectation and childlike heart. Yeah. Well, go back to the, uh, child like is not afraid to place a demand on God. And, and that's what you're talking about. It's no different than Hunter's son uh, being in the water with him. He's placing a demand on his papa saying, I know what you're saying will save me. I know. I believe you. Or it's like being the little kid pulling on his dad's shirt tail and saying, Dad, Dad, I, 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 I want to go and do this. I want to see this. That is endearing to God. It, it, it God doesn't, you can't, he says, cast your burdens on him. But, but beyond that, you want to pull on him. This is what honors him. It's mm -hmm. not begging him and holding back and saying, well, your will and all that. That's all in your head. That mm -hmm. does not, that does not build an ark. That does not, the Red Sea doesn't part with that. That's not faith. Okay. Yeah. So, so, but you know, we're not beating people. It's just about showing you the difference and now step in because it's so good. You yeah. live without fear. You can be a vessel for them. So, so yeah, man, and, and scripture is rife with this stuff. It's all through it. But if you don't read it, cause well, it's old and dusty and I don't get it. You know, can't help you. All right. So, uh, but why do you, you know, ask, what's the delivery vehicle? Um, listen, dream. These are things that you're, you're, you're pressing in. This becomes a pray without ceasing thing. This is a relationship. It's the cable car connecting to the cable. This is where God begins to just work through you. You don't have to beg him for anything. He starts to show you because you become trustworthy to him when you give him your trust. And it works and it starts to get into a flow. This is not weird. This is just how it is. And this is how Jesus walked around. You know, it didn't, and Jesus did not know everything. It says that he didn't right. know everything when he was walking around. So he, he even learned obedience through suffering. So he, he, every, literally this guy set the example for us. We can be like him and we, and we must, you know, it doesn't mean we got to, have great behavior all the time. It, that's not the, the issue. The issue is, do you have a willing heart or not? If you have an arrogant heart, you can't even believe. If you have a willing heart, God works with it. All right, so pressing into these things rather than getting caught up in the words is where you got to go. So 
um, you know, I'm, I'm trying to make sure I'm looking at these different examples, but uh, all right. So here's another one. What is a memory? You know, what is a memory? It, it, are you still, you remember Christmas morning? I, I remember the last one, you know, it was probably pretty fun, right? Mine was, was yours. I'm sure it was. <laughs> Why? <Crazy, laughs> yeah. yeah. But you know what? Would you trade it for anything? No. You know, it, so what is a memory? Oh no. Is that a vision? What is it? It, it, it doesn't exist anymore. It, where is it? Where is this thing? The you know, orange peel. Where is it? Yeah. And, and, and so did God give you the ability to picture, the ability to imagine, the ability to taste things? He either gave you your imagination or he didn't. And you invented it yourself or the devil gave it to you. I mean, you pick door number one, two or three. Yeah. So your imagination is from God. Now, can the enemy try to hijack it? Yeah, if you give him, if you give him the, the, you know, the space. But the enemy will wipe you clean in your head if you give him, if you try to defeat him up here with yeah. logic and intellect. But if your heart is for God, oh my goodness, the devil is a wet noodle, and you you, you have to be prepared. But he he's got nothing. Right. So you you got to get hold of this child like reliant upon God, freedom in him, not freedom from him and white knuckling your stuff. That's where so many people are. So what is a memory? And that, a memory is a vision. It's it's behind you. So you can get caught up and say, well, that did happen. So I just remember it. I recorded it. Yeah, but you're still going somewhere that doesn't exist anymore. And thank God for memories. Memories are really probably in some way the best thing we have you know so so and i'm just talking about being people being human we also so, use one thing to memories though we also use memories to create anticipation about future events you know what i mean like if we've been on a trip before we remember mm -hmm. it was so good and so we right. we have a vision about what it's going to be like again so we use memory to cast yeah. vision yeah yeah, well, and that, that's that's kind of where I was headed, but but I'm glad that you grabbed that because it, it's just another confirmation. It's that's that's the point. You 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 have to be able to look back to know where you're going. And this is all through scripture. God confirms. He, so so think about what we've been talking about, you know, the breadcrumbs, right? The manna. Uh, okay, and I want to I want to there's a couple more things I want to work through before we finish up. Um, think about it. If you don't believe God, if, if you're asking him for something, you're praying, right? You, oh Lord, it, it, we give thanks and, and all that kind of stuff. That's wonderful. Now you, well, you know, help me with my job today or whatever. You, you know, you can, you can get those kind of good, lighthearted, uh, conversational prayers. So when you do that, are you seeing something or not? And, and what are you basing it on? You're basing it on a memory. You cannot imagine something you haven't seen. Now you can, you can put things together. You can imagine like a dinosaur with a wheel and you know, you can do all that, but they're all images that you have seen. Try the reason I know that like, look, it's too big of a subject, but if you can, you can't see a color that doesn't exist. Try to think it up. You can't do it. 
All you can do is blend the ones together that you've seen. So you have to use things that God's shown you. And I don't mean, you know, prophetic stuff. I'm just talking about stuff around you. If you think about a mountain range, if I say mountain range, you've probably seen one. So you grab that thing, you hold on to it. Now let's use that to go forward. All right. So yes, memories are really important. And guess what? God gave us the ability to remember. And it's a sweet, wonderful gift. So when we remember what God has done for us, we, we are thankful. We get out of complaint and I'm out and surfing. I'm out in the water. I'm just looking at some of those big old houses and I'm thinking, man, I sure like to have one, you know? And then he's like, but you're in the water. <laughs> you're already in the water. That's the reason I even want one. But, you know, I mean, it's more than that. But the point is to stop complaining. I'll take care of that when I do. You just keep being thankful and have fun and be my kid and go do the stuff that I called you to do. Yeah. That's why we're here. And if you can't believe God and dream and be childlike and go there, you're going to miss it. And that's what the enemy wants for you. Yeah. Does not, he wants to spit at God's face by keeping you unproductive, by making you fear and not go there. So it keeps you childish, mm. not faithful. And that doesn't please God. Isn't it amazing that, uh, you know, God gave us logic, but oftentimes it's the weapon of the enemy to keep us locked in place from doing yeah. the thing that God made us to do in the first place. It's like That's he gave right. us logic to be able to apply to all of this, but the enemy uses logic to keep us enslaved and imprisoned. Yeah. And, right. uh, and it's, a, it's a really, really interesting, um, really interesting thing. You know, Kev, as, as you're talking about this, I want to I want to share this. I was in the shower today and I had one of those moments where I felt like the Lord gave me a phrase and it was kind of strange. I was like, I, I didn't really understand. I mean, I understood it, but I didn't know. And, and it's very applicable to this right here. Childlike, childish or whatever. And I feel like what the father said was there's a lot of people waiting on me with their talent buried in the sand. And it was just a phrase that I heard, you know what I mean? People waiting on God with their talent buried in the sand. And, you know, it's that, that parable of the talent. So many people feel like it's faithful to wait on God having buried what he's given them, you know what I mean? And they're just waiting. Mm -hmm. and, and to this point, if you believe him, then what you'll do is actually begin to leverage what he's given you. And you're going to begin to move forward with that, right? So this this mm -hmm. actively uh, responding to your belief as you wait. And so just to just to share that to with folks, yeah. and encourage them. You know, don't be childish and bury something waiting on God, thinking it's faithful. Yeah. And why do you bury it? Well, I'm being a good steward, not necessarily. And that that's why that's in scripture. But yeah, uh, yeah it's a good reminder and a good example. So, you know, we've walked through a lot of this, um, <clears throat> I mean, as far as today, and uh, let's just hang in there a little bit longer. But, uh, uh, okay, so I want to get to this, because this is where all this goes. Um, <clears throat> in order for you to understand your gift set, and everybody has them, and Scripture teaches us that. So if you don't believe you have a gift worth digging into then you're not believing god and you're not pleasing him and you're being child ish and that's not good okay it's that's just the truth 
right? So you have a gift and probably a set of gifts and they work together, uh, you know, and that's the only way to find it isn't, you know, get some book. It's to know him and then you start to understand you. That's it. That's how it works. So anybody that writes books and doesn't point to that, it's good firewood, you know. So, but you have a gift and also you have desires. Now, the, the word desire in our culture is some kind of weird, ugly word. It's funny, you know, desire. Oh, no, it's cocaine and hordes or something. I don't know. <laughs> I love it. I just got to tip. I got to tip the thing over once in a while. You did. I love it. <laughs> hey, look, hey, I'm a crazy sucker, but seriously, desire. God puts desires in our heart. <laughs> Why? Think of a slice of bread. He gives you a slice, right? Why? Because he wants you to go to the loaf. He's going to give you the whole loaf. But you got to learn how to just check that piece of bread out and go get it and be thankful for it. Mm. And then he'll give you more and more and more and more. And he will show you a wider landscape. He won't show you everything because he wants you to rely upon him. That's what he is. He's our father. He's our spouse. And he's our best friend. And we have to place a demand on that with a sweetness, not, you know, trying to make something happen. That's not what I'm talking about. All right. So so you come through that process dreaming god starts showing you things you start seeing patterns you start working through where you're really really good where when you walk in the room it changes lives and and everybody's got that for themselves in a different way some of these things are more tangible it's not they're all equal and worthwhile so a gift is the tool a desire of the heart that God says it'll give you if you delight yourself in him, which means to be childlike and to mm. believe him. The gift is the tool he gives you. The desire is the direction that he wants you to go and use it. So it's the bent. You have a tool. You probably have a set of tools and you've got to learn what they are and you've got to begin to practice them. And you can't cage yourself into something that is, you know, about, well, I got to do this. Well, you end up doing that for the rest of your life and missing the mark. And that's exactly what the enemy wants. So your gift, look, we use these four verses. and Go back and listen, right? But your gift will set you, will make room for you. Your gift will put you before kings or influential people. And man, I've seen that for 20 years. So it's true. So, you know, we want to debate the word bring it you come on but that's going to take a phone call or a sit down but i'm just saying that you have a gift god gives you a vision the only way to that vision is him you can't have this relationship with a supernatural god if you don't expect him to give you a supernatural answer there is a delivery vehicle what is it you don't go to the car dealership and say lord Show me which car to get and then not expect him to answer you. How is he going to answer you? Is it going to say in the Bible, get that brown minivan? No, he's going to prompt you. What does that mean? Oh, you're dreaming now. You're seeing something. Yeah. You're, you're picking up on it. I've got a whole 
thing on this and the cleanse and maybe next week I'll read it, but probably not time today. It's, 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 it's life changing. You know, it's not about me. It's just, it is. So we'll go through that. But uh, the bottom line is, you know, uh, I might read the last part of it, but uh, let's see. Well, I don't want to, I don't want to put people through the weight, but uh, yeah, well, I'll just save it. But the, uh, the thing is, is going back to the idea that I want to challenge people to walk around this week and, and, and in the coming days practicing being good to God. Doesn't he deserve it? You know, doesn't he really deserve you to be good to him, to treat him as though he is in a relationship with you? He is your father. We are his his uh, uh, bride. He's the bridegroom. That means he's our protector and, and he's our friend. He doesn't call us slaves. He calls us friend. You know, that's intimate. That takes work. So let's not let's get out of trying to be God, good for God. Start being good to him. Okay. Yeah. He'll do the rest of that. If you try to be good to God, you, you're already on the right track. You're pleasing him. And th- now you're being good for him too. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think the thing that sticks out to me about today's episode is, is that so many people in the defense of living for God, right, have quenched their desires, have shut off their dreaming and have gotten into a legalistic pattern with him that becomes like a rote relationship. And they're actually not honoring him because they're not using the things that he gave them for his kingdom. And it's right. like, is there's been such a move in Christendom over the years. It's like, you know, desire is bad. Dreaming is bad. And it, we've been sh- taught to shut that thing off and shut that thing up. And, and what it is, is actually, no, it needs to be purified for him. Like it is a good thing. And That's yes, right. it can be corrupted, but we need to use it for his goodness and let him be the one that shows us how to use those things to bring forth what it is that he's put in us and what he wants to do through us into the world. And so it's a really good challenge for people to kind of relearn and rethink about how they're approaching this relationship with him. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. And listen, when, when Paul was walking around and, you know, and, and, and creating letters and all, there was no Bible there, there was no church buildings, especially like you see today, there's no carpet and air conditioning and videos. There's no, none of that. So is that wrong? No, it's not wrong. It's fine. You know, but just the same as you can go do it down at the wherever. It, it doesn't matter. What matters is, are we together in this? We have our autonomy. We have our call, our gifts. And, and those four verses are pillars to purpose, I guess. It sounds a little corny, but it's really true. So you've got to have a supernatural relationship with God. And, and that's, you know, I'll read this one point from this and we'll wrap it up. I'll probably read this next week. I mean, this cleanse, I want to lay out and, and do a whole structure on. And, but, you know, that's, <laughs> we got so many things to, to do, but uh, <clears throat> this, uh, this just says the point is, and now this is after, you know, four or five paragraphs, but if we have trouble with the idea that, it's, that a supernatural being speaks to us supernaturally, then we probably need to stop asking for supernatural wisdom. 
So if you're not going to dream, if you're not going to imagine and step in and ask God to show you more and stir your heart and say, Lord, this is what I'm seeing, but show me more. You know, you don't need to beg him. You don't need to say, well, I didn't mean to do that. You just need to say, show me more. And I know you will. And I can't wait till you do. But when you do, uh, it's going to be good. And that, see, that's childlike. But it's supernatural, right? Meaning it, 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 it's probably not going to be some physical, tangible thing first, because that comes from the other. Spirit is eternal. Physical is temporary. And uh, that's a whole other topic. And we've talked about it many times. But you got to start. If you want to have a relationship with God where you are childlike and a believer, you have to place a demand on him like the David example. But but it has to be childlike. You have to expect him to be good to you. And you can be really confident about that. What you can't be confident about is when you start acting like you know how he's going to do it because he's mm -hmm. got a bigger, better plan most of the time. But he has answered every prayer I've ever asked him with that kind of heart. He's either given me exactly what I've asked for. Or better, not worse. He didn't give me a snake. If I asked for an egg, he gave me better. And when you learn to wait and be patient, he will show you. And a lot of that confidence and conviction comes from him showing you. So a lot of the things I'm praying now, I'm just like, oh, you showed me some. Give me the whole loaf. I eat that bread because it comes from you. You're my papa and I love you. And that's the heart that... This is where God wants his people to go. And, you know, we're just a couple of them, but, uh, you know, we're, we're going to do it. And uh, this is where it is. It's not all that icky stuff that we've, we've seen in the past. And those things helped us get here. So I don't want to beat them up. But, yeah. But anyway, do you want to do good to God? This is how believe, be childlike, step in, start practicing that heart and watch what he does. And yeah. we're here for you, you know, to encourage and teach and support, whatever that is. So you go live your dream out. Now it's from God. It's built on the rock. And guess what? You know, some people are going to make great food and they're going to feed people who go teach people. And those people are going to teach other people who learn how to fly planes and get people. You know, it's, this is the body. Yeah. You know, it's not about church. It's about us and, and our God and living from him. To honor him, to serve one another in his name in ways that satisfy our soul, use our gifts, and now the desires of our heart are fulfilled. Nothing like it. And guess what? You like surfing or whatever you do, he's going to throw that in too because he loves you and it mm -hmm. rejuvenates you. So, all right, that's it. <laughs> that's good stuff, man. Well, I, I just want to say thank you to our listeners too. We've got some comments over on the side thread and, and folks watching this live. Um, I was blown away at our dinner this week at the number of people who came up to us and just said, Hey guys, you know, um, Kevin, I've never met you, but I feel like I know you because we, you know, watch you on the show each week. And um, so many people just yeah. said that how much this show has meant to them to give them a place um, that is teaching things that are not being taught elsewhere and gives them a, an environment and a format to go deeper with the Lord. And so um, it's just exciting and encouraging. And, and we really appreciate those who watch and use this yeah. as a platform to learn and to go deeper and to share this out about the mission that we have at Fearless. Um, yeah. And so Kevin, thanks for your time too every week, man, pouring out. I know you've got 
um, just so much, um, you know, coming, coming out of your ears uh, in these, in these podcasts. And it's just wonderful to capture it and have it um, recorded for people who are truly hungry to step in deeper. Well, we're just getting started and I agree hundred percent. Thank you all who came. Thank you guys for listening. It's very, very, uh, it's just, it's just, we just thank you. It's very humbling. And, uh, we, we just re- really, truly want to help people. So, uh, but also I want to say thanks, Matt. Matt did a phenomenal job. If you weren't there, if you were there, uh, that's your wheelhouse buddy. And, uh, I'm, I was very thankful and I understand why God gave you as a partner to me because, uh, it's just, uh, it's just fantastic. You did a great job and not even feeling good and all that. You still did it. So and Michael Jordan, when he had the flu, <laughs> that's right. Man. That was I, you Wednesday. So I, pre- I appreciate you. it, bro. Thank you. Yeah, all right. Man. Well, let's, let's, uh, let's close it out this week, friends. And, uh, we'll see you next. Appreciate you all, uh, listening to the fearless ones podcast. Y'all be well. We'll see you next week.